SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you to the MoneyWeb team. Back on your radio again tomorrow night. 29 minutes to go until 7 o'clock. And uh, we've got all your sporting action uh, between now and then. And it's been a pretty busy sporting uh, 24 hours as well. Obviously, lots going on in the political front. But uh, from a sporting perspective, lots going on too. And coming up on tonight's show, we'll chat to Bizab Highfelt Lions and Proteas all-rounder Dwayne Pretorius. We'll also preview and review uh, this week's UEFA Champions League action and we'll also get uh, reaction from the Orlando Pirates chairman Irvin Causa and uh, he's confirmed that Mushin Etegrol resigned via email at 3.30 this morning. The resignation came in the wake of Orlando Pirates' 6-1 defeat at the hands of Supersport United last night and following that match Etegrol explains why he chose to resign. Yeah I think uh, it's one of the darkest moments uh, probably I can't uh, Imagine. I also don't want to know, but I don't think so that's any in the history of this great club. Uh, it's a 6-1 defeat, and uh, this is very embarrassing. And I feel embarrassed to stand in front of everyone and uh, to talk. And um, obviously, uh, on the helm of the, the uh, of the club and uh, being responsible for the for the results, obviously. There is a host of Premiership fixtures. Look forward to tonight's African champions. Mamelodi Sundowns will try and get their league campaign back on track. They face Polokwane City. Bloom Celtic play Cape Town City at the Cape Town Stadium, while Chiefs host Baraka FC. Free State Stars come up against Ajax. Cape Town, Maritzburg United play Highlands Park and Platinum Stars away to Golden Arrows. In European football news, Liverpool have been dealt a blow. The striker Danny Ings is ruled out for the rest of the season due to a knee injury. Eight fixtures in the UEFA Champions League tonight, and we'll discuss those this evening on the show. Uh, first test between the Proteas and Australia gets underway in Perth tomorrow. Australia have opted for Peter Siddle ahead of the uncapped Joe Meany in their starting 11. South African captain Faf Duplessis says, uh, a squad, uh, says that as a squad, they've tasted victory on Australian soil before, and he's confident they can do it again. Confidence does play a huge role in cricket. When you come up against good teams like Australia, you need every single bit that can count in your favour. So, you know, my first thoughts walking into Perth the other day was just the memories of, of winning this series four years ago. So, you know, that's... You'd rather have good memories than bad memories, I suppose. Um, so, and as a team, we've played some good cricket here, but that means absolutely nothing. We know that as a team. We know that we've, we've got a good team, and Australia's got a good team as well, and we've got a play the best cricket over the next five days. And if we do that, I'm pretty sure the results will look after itself. The skipper says that despite hammering the Aussies 5-0 in the recent ODI series in South Africa, they will be a different prospect on home soil. Look, I think they'll take comfort in the fact that they're playing in home conditions. Um, if I can speak from our point of view, I remember when we went to India um, and we were a little bit scarred after that series and we went back into the South African series... We took comfort in, the, in our own conditions, but it did play a role. With some of the guys were still a little bit out of form um, and needed time in the middle. Um, so that might be the case for some of them. It might not be the case, but they'll definitely take confidence in the fact that there's 
their home conditions that they can look forward to. In other international cricket news, Pakistan were dismissed for 208 before the West Indies reached stumps on day four of the third test on 114 for five. They need 39 more runs to win the test in Sharjah. And uh, in Zimbabwe, in Arari, Sri Lanka beats uh, the home side by 225 runs on the fifth and final day of the first test. They take a 1-0 lead in the two-match series. On the domestic front, the drama continues at the Cape Cobra's former protea Alan Dawson has stepped down as the Cape Cobra's convener of selectors. And finally, in boxing news, the WBA have sanctioned a fight between Anthony Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko early in 2017. That is, however, if the Britain defeats Eric Molina in their upcoming fight, which is scheduled for next month. Coming up next, we'll chat some cricket with Dwayne Pretorius. SAFM Sports Wrap. On to some cricket now, and there's lots of cricket to look forward to, both internationally and domestically over the next few days. The Proteas obviously in action against Australia in the first test that gets underway at the Wacker uh, tomorrow morning. Don't forget, we will have a live action for you here on SAFM, but the next round of the Sunfoil series uh, gets underway as well domestically, and we join now by one of the members of uh, the Bizarre Highfelt Lions squad, also part of the recent uh, Protea One Day International squad, Dwayne Pretorius. Dwayne, welcome on to SAFM. Thanks for, for joining us this evening. Obviously, you guys, uh, first matter at hand, uh, up against the table toppers uh, in Poch, the Titans. Uh, it's going to be a tough encounter, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's always a tough match taking on the Titans. Uh, it's always like we always get up for it because, obviously, it's a derby between us and the Titans. Uh, so, the... Yeah, so, no, it's, we're very excited about it, and it's going to be a great game. Right, looking at uh, the, the cricket that the Titans have played, obviously you guys have just come off uh, off a win, but uh, the Titans unbeaten. They've uh, they've played four. I think they've won two, drawn two. They've also come off a, a pretty big win in their last one, as 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 have you guys. So so both teams uh, must must be pretty confident heading into this clash. And like you say, it's a derby. Uh, you, both teams tend to lift their games when they come up against each other. Yes, definitely. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, everyone, I think everyone's excited and, and the Titans are playing good cricket at the moment, but so are we. So um, the guys are really up for it and we're really excited to, to be involved in the game in Poch. Uh, I mean, Poch is one of our home grounds and we, we normally do pretty well, yeah? So yeah, it's, it's a nice home ground advantage for us and hopefully that will count against the good side like the Titans. Dwayne, I was uh, reading with interest as well that uh, one of the youngsters who's really put his hand up in uh, the Lions squad, uh, Vian Mulder, the all-rounder, is not available. He's, he's riding with trick finals. I mean, he's really burst onto the scene. It's amazing to think that, that, that he's, riding, he's riding finals when he could be playing first-class cricket. Uh, I'm sure he'd rather be playing the cricket. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he would <laughs> rather be playing and studying at the moment. But yeah, he's done really well. Very happy for him that he's got the opportunity to play for the Lions at such a young age and also obviously using that opportunity and performing really well. So hopefully he's got a bright future ahead of him and um, I mean at the end of the day we have to, we have to say good luck with, with his finals and the exams. I mean at the end of the day education probably comes first and then, then the cricket and everything probably should come after that. But I'm sure after his finals he's He's just going to focus on the cricket for a while. Yeah, without a doubt. For you personally, your, your form, obviously it's been a great year uh, involved with that uh, Proteus uh, squad that, that hammered the Aussies 5-0 in the one-day series. You, you playing good cricket? you happy with the way things are, are, are panning out for you this year? Yes, at the moment, obviously, dream come true playing for, for the Proteus and, and then being involved in a, in a series like that that also made history. So it's, it's awesome. But 
when it comes to my game, I just try and perform consistently for the Lions, and hopefully I can contribute to a win or two, and, and that's basically how I've built my career so far. So I just want to perform consistently, and hopefully the Lions benefit from my performances, and that's, and I, and I mean, the Lions do well because we play as a team, so it's not just all about one player or this guy or that guy. We perform because a lot of, a lot of guys put up their hands, like you said, yeah. Vian Mulder put up his hand a few games back. I just put up his hand now against the Warriors and Mickey's batting well. So everyone is, is really playing well. And, and I think that's what makes a good side at the end of the day, not just individuals, but, but a few good performances from everyone else. You, you mentioned what an honour it was to be involved in that uh, Pro Tiers one day set up for, for that series victory. Obviously, the Pro Tiers are in action uh, tomorrow. The, the first test gets underway in Perth. Uh, many of the players you played alongside in that one day series are playing there. It, it, you must be, you, obviously, you'd love to play test cricket of that, I've got no doubt. But uh, your thoughts on, on the Pro Tiers chances against Australia? In Australia, it's going to be a different Australian side playing at home. They're also a very different prospect. But can, can we pull off another, another series win? Like we did four years ago. Yeah, I'm, I, well, I'm very confident. I mean, even even if they've got a different side, I'm sure the Proteas are, are pretty confident in their chances. I mean, going there, I, I think the win here did them a lot of good. And I mean, what while I was busy there, they had a great team environment and a great team atmosphere. So, so I'm, I'm very confident that they'll definitely put up a fight and great performances. And, and hopefully, hopefully we can win a few games there. I mean, at the end of the day. Um, you might do everything right and the, the performance might just not come your way, but I really, really believe that the PCF side could win. And hopefully we can actually win like maybe like 2-0 or something like that to make some more history in the day. So, and I mean, we're starting in Perth and we've really done well in the past with the So, yeah, I'm definitely backing the Perthias all the way, and I really hope we can start off with a good one. Yeah, and, and Perth is, is almost like the last outpost. There's so many South Africans in Perth. Uh, let's hope they come out with the South African flags and support the Proteas. I think it was Scott Berger. You said he loves Perth. It's like it's like Bloemfontein by the sea. So uh, let, <laughs> let's yeah, hope that... Hopefully, hopefully they come out and support the boys. Uh, I know the, the Australian crowds are always tough to play in front of, so it'll be great. Yeah, absolutely. And and from a pitch perspective, obviously you don't know too much about it, but it is it is normally quite a bouncy pitch. Great that uh, we've got all our, our frontline bowlers, particularly you look at Dale Stain, Vernon Philander, Mornay Morkel, Kahisa Robada, all fit and firing. I mean that's a that's a pretty formidable bowling attack. Definitely. I mean, yo, you, those three names just speak for themselves. You don't even have to say anything good about it. Everyone just knows how good they are. And no, it's going to be good. Um, I really think they 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 can take the struck by the neck and put those Aussies under pressure and our bowling lineup is really really dangerous and I think it's going to be a great game to watch. Uh, Perth you're obviously a bit of bounce I think it probably plays a bit like the Wanderers from what I've heard so yeah it's going to be good and I mean Vernon Philander at Wanderers is always dangerous so I'm sure he's going to be dangerous at uh, Perth as well and the same with Dale and Kakiso and it's going to be interesting to see if they go with either the fourth seamer or well, whatever the case will be with the next side. So if you put Morna into that attack as well, you suddenly it's a, it's a very formidable batting attack. So I think it's going to be a great game. I'm, I'm laughing to myself because let's not forget that Kyle Abbott's on tour as well. He's also in that squad. Gee, what a, what a bowling attack. I wouldn't want to face exactly. them. Exactly. I mean, imagine you, you have to be the selector to choose that bowling lineup. So now it's going to be tough. I mean, Kyle is a great performer. He just seems to have that... Exactly. Every time he plays, he does well. So, yeah, hopefully he gets a game as well. So, yeah, I mean, being a selector must be tough to choose 
with all those high-quality bowlers there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dwayne, best of luck for, for your, your match against the Titans in Potch. I'm sure you guys are going to be keeping an eye on what's happening in Australia as well, and uh, we look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks for the chat. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Brad. Have a great day. Thanks for the call. SAFM celebrates 80 years with a homegrown playlist. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. You're listening to SAFM. Lots of football to look forward to once again tonight, both domestically and in Europe. There is a whole host of UEFA Champions League action uh, to look forward to and things really hotting up in the group stages. A uh, couple of teams booking their spot in the playoffs uh, last night. And we're joined now by footballing journal Irfan Adam. Irfan, welcome. Thanks for, for joining us tonight. Hi, thanks. It's always a pleasure joining you, Brett. Irfan, some, some interesting results last night before we chat uh, about uh, tonight's games, but uh, some, some big wins and, and important wins for particularly the English teams. And, and I talk about Manchester City. I mean, that was obviously the game of the night, and, and they put in a, a pretty impressive performance against Barcelona, didn't they? Yeah, definitely so. The Pep Guardiola revolution looks to be taking shape. And uh, it's amazing given that the first half wasn't all that impressive. And when I saw Lionel Messi handing Barcelona the lead, I thought, oh, well, here's going to be another very long night for an English team against Barcelona. But uh, they came out in the second half and looked uh, to be firing on all cylinders. They were unlucky not to have been given a penalty early in the first half for a foul on Raheem Sterling. And I saw Rio Ferdinand even tweeting about it. But yeah, City were definitely impressive. And here's an interesting stat for you and the listeners. Kevin De Bruyne's free kick, the first one conceded by Barcelona in the Champions League since 2009. So no it's a night of achievements for Manchester <laughs> Wow, that is an incredible stat. The, the other impressive win, and, and I mean, City came from a goal down to win that one 3-1, but uh, Arsenal were 2-0 were down early in the first half, and, and yes, they probably weren't playing against quality opponents, but it, you still need to come back, and they ended up winning 3-2. From a, a character perspective, uh, I'm sure the Gunners will be pretty chuffed with that win. Yeah, definitely so. And uh, we've come to expect gunners of the past, usually folding and buckling under pressure. But uh, what was amazing is that Olivier Giroud certainly putting his hands up uh, and he's uh, showing goal-scoring form, which uh, makes for an interesting selection headache for Arsene Wenger. We know the gunners have a bit of a love-hate relationship with the Frenchman. He scored uh, at the weekend and he scored now uh, against Ludo Goretz. So uh, it's, it's a welcome selection headache for Wenger. And uh, like I said earlier, in years gone by, gunners of the past would have folded under the pressure and they would have buckled and wilted, may I say. As we saw in years gone by, they, they've done it against Monaco. And now it's just, like you said, character building. Mm. But how about they go by Mesut Uzo? He just, uh, he, he's just shining week in, week out and certainly justifying the massive transfer fee. Uh, he's, it's been argued that he disappears in the big games. But uh, with one moment of quality last night, we saw what he can deliver. Yeah, absolutely. I think they'll be very chuffed with that win. Uh, it was a win for Atletico Madrid, Bayern Munich won as well. And then there was a, a bit of a side story, which I think is fantastic. Uh, Celtic were away to Borussia Mönchengladbach. And uh, there's a, a picture that's popped up online uh, from a Scottish pub uh, who, who were obviously messing around with uh, Gladbach and, and the name. And it's gone viral. And uh, the, the Germans have actually taken it in good spirits, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. It popped up about two weeks ago during the reverse leg at Glasgow, and we know the Scots and their pronunciation issues, and uh, we know Borussia is a pro- popular German team name. But uh, Gladbach proved to be a bit of a, mouthf- a mouthful for the Scottish fans. So a pub in Glasgow renamed them to 
Borussia scratched out Munchen Gladbach and just referred to them as a German team. And uh, Munchen Gladbach have embraced the whole thing and actually came out with scarves for the match last night. So, uh, fantastic touch by uh, the German club, as well as the Scots who took it all in with good humour. Yeah, I love it. I love stories like that. But uh, looking ahead to tonight's fixtures, a couple of, of interesting games to, to look forward to tonight. Let's touch on the English champions, Leicester City. I know lots was made uh, about Leicester being in the Champions League after they won the league, and, and everybody made a, quite a big joke about it, that you could, could buy Leicester jerseys in the Champions League fan store. But they've done pretty well, and they, they, they're on the verge of qualifying for the knockout stages. Yeah, I think they need just a point uh, in their game tonight. And uh, we know that uh, Claudio Ranieri is everyone's favorite second manager. And uh, how they've embraced life in the Champions League has been so heartwarming, given that they've had a tough start to the season. And uh, they, in fact... uh broke a record, a, long, a long-standing record with regards to English teams. They became the first ever English team to win three games in a row. So uh, they can certainly do it tonight, but Copenhagen aren't going to be any pushovers. Uh, their first win in the Champions League against an English opponent was against the mighty Manchester United a couple of years ago. So Leicester City won't have it all their way. They weren't good in the reverse leg, but they managed to walk away with a win. Yeah, I'm not sure you and can use mighty and Manchester United in the same sentence at the moment, so fun. Oh no, of course not. Just checking. And then uh, just looking at some of the other games to look forward to. Uh, Spurs are in action as well, and I mean the English sides have been doing pretty well. They'll be they'll be pretty hopeful. They've got a tough encounter by Leverkusen. They are playing at home, but uh, it it, uh, it that should be quite a good game. Yeah, definitely so, considering that Spurs haven't won in five games across all competitions. Uh, and uh, we know what happened the last time they played at Wembley. They succumbed to a 2-1 loss to Monaco. So uh, with around 90,000 fans screaming for them, I think they'll want to make a statement of intent, especially given that Bayer Leverkusen haven't been in the best of form as uh, uh, themselves. Uh, they were recently dumped out of the German Cup by a 30 side, and uh, they head into this one on the back of three successive draws in the Champions League. So uh, it's a bit of a tricky task uh, predicting a winner. And uh, so, yeah, to look at that one at your own peril. But it's certainly a game to look forward to with regards to players on paper. So, yeah, uh, Spurs and Bayer Leverkusen have it all to do. Mm-hmm. It's uh, certainly very tight. I think two points separate the top three teams in that group. So, yeah, uh, with uh, knockout places there for the taking, predict that one at your own peril. Eh? Yeah, it should be fantastic. And uh, the team that you support, Real Madrid, are on the roads. So they shouldn't have too much uh, issue against uh, Warsaw. No, I don't think they'll have too much issues. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a game played behind closed doors because on match day one, the Legia Warsaw Ultras, we know how it is in Eastern Europe, there were all sorts of fireworks being thrown onto the pitch to a racist chant. So uh, their fans have been blocked out of the state tonight. So without that added pressure and without the proverbial 12th man, I don't think Legia Warsaw could uh, do the unthinkable against Real Madrid. And uh, with Cristiano Ronaldo boasting a timely return to form after that hat-trick over the weekend, I think Real Madrid should overpower them quite easily. Yeah, there's there's a whole host. I think it's eight games to look forward to tonight. Uh, Borussia Dortmund are in action as well. So are Juventus. Uh, just looking down the list, Sevilla playing. So are Porto. Uh, CSKA Moscow up against Monaco. Out of all the matches tonight, if you could only watch one, which one's it going to be? I think an interesting one would be the Spurs-Leverkusen game as well as the Juventus-Leon game. Uh, it's a monumental one for Gianluigi Buffon. He makes his 100th appearance in the competition tonight for the old lady. And uh, remember the 99th game that he played? He pulled out a penalty from Alexander Lacazette. And uh, they are going to be playing at the Juventus Stadium, so that game's going to be rocking. 
It's going to be fantastic. Can't wait, Irfan Adam, as always. Great to catch up. Enjoy the footy tonight, and we look forward to catching up again soon. Always a pleasure chatting to you, Brett. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Staying with football and domestic football now, and gee, what a night it was last night in the Amps of Premiership. And today, Orlando Pirates chairman Irvin Causa confirmed that the club has accepted the resignation of the club's head coach, Mushin Ettegrel. The Turkish-born coach had indicated after Pirates' humiliating and record-equaling 6-1 loss at the hands of Supersport United in Mombella last night that he would be tendering his resignation. True to form, Causa confirmed that an email came in in the early hours of this morning, and he had no choice but to accept it. Yesterday evening, uh, in the interview, the coach uh, gave an indication that he's disappointed with the result. We see the chairman today uh, in order to discuss his future. When I woke up this morning, I realized that at 3.30 this morning, uh, the coach sent me an email, which I will read for the media. Dear President, after the disastrous performance from us against Supersport yesterday evening, I believe that the team needs new impulse to stabilize the performances, therefore my suggestion to be released from my duties. It is shameful for a club from this magnitude to lose without pride and dignity. I feel sorry and regret not being able to turn around. Regards, Mushin Etchikai. Remember that Mushin joined us you know, in June of this year uh, and uh, we engaged him for a period of three years. I know he wanted a one-year period, but we here at Paris we worked in the cycles of three years. And uh, we concluded a contract. But having read you know, his letter, I was left with no option because unfortunately for him and for us, he gave an indication to the media even before he discussed the matter with us. Ettegrel becomes the fourth coach to leave Pirates in just three years. He had only been in charge of nine matches in total, seven apps of Premiership and two cup games, and had suffered two losses in the MTN8 and last night's game. Causa couldn't hide his disappointment in the manner in which Ettegrel ran away without meeting him and explaining reasons for his departure. But yesterday's result was a big uh, shocker. Uh, it happened last time in 1990 to us. Uh, it's happening for the second time. Now, unfortunately, in terms of our agreement, the club and the coach, uh, there are things I can't talk about because there's an understanding in the agreement that you cannot talk about some of your feelings. Except to say we wish him uh, the best of luck wherever he'll be going. But I would have loved that he engaged me first uh, before he releases his frustration. Because you remember the manner in which he came to this club and the culture of this club. We always make it dignified, you know, the entrance of the coach, of the player. We give it that dignity because we know what impact it makes to the media, to the supporters, to the industry, to our sponsors and everybody. Uh, because, you know, uh, I think, you know, we are news waiting. Therefore, it's very important to manage the news so that it became a, a dignified exit, dignified entry. And that's why I was a bit disappointed on that part. That you should have allowed us a, a situation where we deal with one or two issues. Immediately after the press conference at the Rand Stadium today, Causa held a meeting with the players, coaches and the management where they were expected to deliberate on the way forward. He also revealed that for now they would be going for an internal caretaker coach as there were no suitable long-term options available on the market. But what we should do now is to move on because it was six, six days before the end of uh, the, the year, December. And uh, I've not spoken, you know, to the replacement, 
invited him to a meeting this afternoon uh, to engage, you know, uh, the standby, you know, uh, coach because there's not much in the market. And uh, my friend Billy Cooper is now uh, speculating, you know. So I just give an indication who it is, so it must not be a speculation because I can't insult everybody sitting here and just, you know, not today, you know, uh, the name that I'm hoping just, you know, to help us because there is nothing in the market. Uh, we have to resort, you know, internally uh, to ask, you know, one of our coaches uh, to take over uh, the position, you know, until, you know, uh, December. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I don't want you to say who it is, me or my I don't know. Because if he says no, then he says, ah, you see, it's You didn't do your homework. Uh, because I was, you know, playing around, you know, with names and uh, asking the people that are involved, you know, uh, with asking the team to assist me. Uh, who is available at the moment. And we are trying to avoid everything in our power to poach anybody from any other team because we are very of my position as chairman of the league that this I can't do. I don't have the luxury to do that. You know, Tulima Tonsela said yesterday this what must be exercised by us in the leadership position. Uh, exceptional, high ethical professionalism. So that English is too heavy for me, but I listened properly yesterday when she spoke about that part. So, and that is why we are limited in terms of the scope. And uh, we'll see, you know, uh, whether one of our assistants, or maybe we ask, you know, uh, Coach Augusto uh, to be the one that is stabilizing the team. Uh, we only know this afternoon. Uh, but I guess, you know, uh, if uh, Coach Augusto is available, he's the most senior and we have, but he's got too much in his hands because he's too much involved in this development. But I guess if he is available, then I think he'll be the one that will ask uh, to take over uh, the reins. Uh, again, you know, we did not want to engage him thoroughly because uh, it was a sensitive matter, you know, and uh, we had to deal with the legal issues to make sure that in terms of the agreements, what we can do, what we can't do, uh, can you accept the court's resignation or should not accept the court's resignation? So it takes time. Well, I can confirm and breaking news a little bit later on this afternoon following that meeting. Augusto Palacios has been announced as the interim coach of Orlando Pirates until they find a permanent replacement for Ushan Ettegral. SAFM Sports Wrap. And that's just about it for the show this evening. Before I do go, though, quick football update for you. One of the absolute premiership clashes uh, this evening has got underway already. Ajax Cape Town. Uh, are in action as we speak. It is half time at the Cape Town Stadium uh, against all oh, they're not at free uh, at uh, Cape Town Stadium. They're in Global Park. Uh, free State Stars, Cape Town City are playing at the Cape Town Stadium tonight. But Ajax Cape Town are one nil up at the break. So uh, if they hang on to that, uh, obviously it will be their first win of the season. They'll be hoping that they can uh, hang on to that early goal and possibly score a second. A couple of uh, tennis scores for you from Paris as well. Bad news for South Africa's Raven Klaassen and his doubles partners, Rajiv Ram. They were knocked out uh, earlier today in the second round. They had a bye in their first round, but uh, first game in Paris, and they are no longer uh, the score there. Straight sets, 6-4 and 7-6 against Continent. And Piers looking on the single side of things. Uh, some of the bigger names were in action today, and on court at the moment, Novak Djokovic against Gilles Muller. Uh, Djokovic 5-2 up there. Uh, Roberto Bautista Agut uh, is one set up and uh, 3-1 down against Gilles Simon. Joe Wilfred Songa is through. Jack Sock is through as well. Lucas Piol uh, through to the next round. Still to come later on today, Stan Wawrinka, David Ferrer, 
Pereira, Andy Murray as well. So still lots of tennis to come from Paris. That's it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thank you so much to my producer, Siobhan Chetty. Uh, they're back again tomorrow with Dwayne DeLock at 6.30 with the PSL radio show Second Jalo. I'll be back again next week, Monday, heading up to Johannesburg for the Soweto Marathon this weekend. Have yourself uh, a wonderful one. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to be in touch via social media. Uh, you can find us on SAFM Radio.